0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury,
1: and I'm Nick Amarillo.
0: Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, the podcast for instructional technology coaches helping you create the best environment and the best learning platforms for you and your school district. This is episode number 26. How to find your tech coach teaching style. Nick, how are you today? What's been going on in your world?
1: Hey, Jeff, I'm doing a good job, uh, you know, just winding down uh, during these holidays coming up and uh, just trying to finish up some workshops and some, uh, you know, brainstorming and and planning sessions with teachers before we start moving into the next uh, marking period.
0: It is that time of year where we have the holidays that are ending and the holidays are beginning. There's a lot of great things that have been going on. We, of course, talked two weeks ago. I went out to the ISTE conference, the Creative Construction Lab. We had a great time, met a lot of great people. We recently, over on TeacherCast.net, put out a podcast that we recorded featuring three great tech coaches and our friends from Adobe Spark, all about some of the ways that they're being creative in their tech coaching environment. Nick, have you ever had a chance to play with the great free apps from Adobe Spark?
1: Yeah, they were great.
0: There is so many amazing things that you can do over there. Check them out over on adobe.com. And of course, we want to again say our, our thank yous to our friends over at Adobe. And you can check out the podcast. It is teachercast.net slash, uh, let's see, it's teachercast.net podcast number 188, where we're going to be talking about all of that stuff. And of course, Nick, as we are wrapping up our November, it is the end of our first
1: mastermind. Nick, what have you thought so far
0: about our Tech Coach Mastermind?
1: I think it's been great. Uh, you know, I think just feedback-wise, as far as people saying that, it's just a great space to be able to collaborate, to spend time, to balance ideas, um, and to not feel like, you know, the, what you're putting out there is being, um, uh, what's the word that we're looking for here? That it's not being, you know, taken in any other way or put out there, publicized or anything like that. You know, it's, it's a very intimate group, and I think that they just love the collaborative aspect of it.
0: I do like the collaborative aspect of it. We of course have our Facebook page that stays open throughout the year, featuring all of our tech coaches. We've been doing weekly polls, talking about things we've been focusing a lot on learning management systems on ed tech integration plans. And uh, we are happy to announce that we're going to be starting our second cohort of that. Um, we're going to be starting up our second cohort of our ed tech coach mastermind in January. Don't have an exact date yet. We usually have our dates wrapped around when we finally have people there, but, uh, you guys can go over to teachercast.net slash ask the tech coach mastermind and find out all the great things about that. And Of course, you can register yourself for today um, for our next cohort starting in 2019. And Nick, I want to a- answer a question that's on everybody's mind. What happens if I don't want to pay for it? Can my school district pay for it? And yes, the answer is absolutely yes. We will work with your school district uh, to take payment on that. We're going to be doing the same um, plan that we did for our first cohort. It is a three hundred dollar um, mastermind. It's going to last two months, January and February. But uh, we are going to be offering a coupon code to get fifty dollars off. And I, I think a lot of people took advantage of that. Nick, didn't you? They did,
1: and you know it was just great. You know because it's just a way that we just want to see people join the group. And and I think the people that did, they're obviously getting something out of it. Like I said before, and uh, you know, hey, whatever we can do to kind of help out.
0: And for more information on where you guys can get that coupon code, check out askthetechcoach.com. It's going to be in our show notes here over at askthetechcoach.com. This is episode number 26. We're going to have all the information about our mastermind, including all the links in our show notes today. Nick, what is our tech
1: coach tech tip of the week? Yeah, so the tech coach uh, tech tip really is just, uh, you know, it's not easy finding your teaching style. So especially during your first year as a tech coach. So don't forget that we all make mistakes. And the only way that we can learn from our mistakes is by making them. Uh, Feedback's important no matter where it comes from. So just remember to kind of, you know, evaluate yourself as you go. So,
0: so let's talk a little bit about that today. Today, we're going to be sharing with you six
1: ways that
0: you can find your own tech coach voice. Uh, Nick, you've been doing this for a few years, right? How many years have you been a tech coach?
1: I have. So we're, say, three at my current district and another one at my previous. So yeah, four years so, now.
0: So we've both been a tech coach uh, for four years now. Finding that voice, I think, is extremely important. We, we've talked in the past on our shows about how bumpy of a ride that first year can be. No matter if you're a teacher in the district that gets elevated into the tech coaching position or a teacher that's half teacher, half tech coach, or even in a situation like myself where you're brought into a district in that semi uh, leadership uh, coaching position here, that first year is always bumpy. That second year is a little bit less bumpy. But the question here, Nick, is how do we find our teaching voice? before we get into that Nick what what exactly is a teaching voice how do we know if we have one or not
1: yeah I think it's just you know finding your place within the district finding your place within that role I you know I think uh, your the voice is just you and I think it's what you make of your position and uh, you know I, I gotta say I've been pretty lucky that in both districts that I, I've kind of done this in um, I've been able to make the position what i want of it um but i think it just it takes that time you know coming from a district and moving into the role where, that i had before i was something where i was comfortable with the people now like you where i've come into a new district um it's a matter of just getting comfortable with the staff finding my place finding what their expectations are um as the staff and as teachers and as administration and all that um and just being able to find what do they want from me. And then that's where your voice comes in because your voice is going to be, what does admin, what are they looking for me to do? What are the teachers looking for me to accomplish? And then that's where the voice comes.
0: And that's so easy to do but that's also so difficult to do every tech coach out there wears many hats. We've done that one as a as a topic in, in our askthetechcoach.com archives here. You know, we are presenters, we are collaborators, we are in charge of bringing the the, the district vision to the teachers. We're also in charge of bringing the teachers' vision of their classroom to the district, and we're, we're, yeah. we're doing all of those things. And so when we're looking at finding your tech coach teaching style, it really is about how do we help everybody just move that notch forward a little bit, right? Because if we do a lot of a little bit, suddenly it becomes a, a, a bigger bit, right? I think that's the <laughs> right way of looking at that, right? <laughs> so today we're gonna be talking all about six ways that you as an instructional coach can find your tech coach teaching style And if you have a comment about any of these things, we want to hear from you. You can always find us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach, where we've got a really nice uh, discussion there going on about a lot of things these days over at Ask the Tech Coach on Twitter. You can, of course, reach out to us by voicemail over at teachercast.net slash voicemail and email us at feedback. At teachercast.net. We want to hear from you guys, and we would love you guys to be a part of our Ask the Tech Coach network, the Teacher Cast Tech Coaches Network. Nick, we're going to throw these things uh, around today, but the first way that we can help uh, think about finding our tech coach voice is from the presenter centered approach, right? Our job is to present, to give presentations, to share things. What are some of the tips that we might have from the presenter center approach when it comes to finding our voice?
1: Yeah, and you said it, right? I think to begin with, right? So let's just, I just want to kind of get this out of the way and just just make sure that we note it is that we wear so many hats. So we're going to go through kind of all these different approaches. And I think the presenter approach is one of those things that we just have to do, right? It's sort of like that uh, sage on the stage approach where... You know, I've got information. I just have to get it out to my staff. Or Jeff, we've talked about it in a previous uh, podcast of ours. I don't remember which one, uh, but it was just the idea. What do you do when you kind of have to? Here's information, and an administrator wants you to get this information out to staff, and you just need to do it. So, when you need to do that, what's the best? And sometimes just getting the nitty gritty out of the way in some type of more lecture format is fine. And there's nothing against. I think, I even say this to teachers all the time, I'm not telling you to never lecture. Sometimes five, 10 minutes is not a bad problem. So I think that that presenter-centered approach is just when do I lecture? When are the best times to lecture? um, How much is too much? And then when do I use it? And for me, I always just find, again, that nitty gritty, I got to get information out. I want the teachers to absorb this information rather quickly um, and make note of it. And
0: I always think of my presentations in in the format that I am a teacher, right? (laughs) They are teachers. Let's not talk over their heads no matter if I'm coming up with a topic on my own or if the district says you must show off this particular app. I am a teacher talking to other teachers. So what would I want to get out of this presentation if I'm there on my own? What would I want to get out of the presentation if I'm sitting there you know, on a monday afternoon and i'm staring at my watch how do i make the most of every single situation so no matter if i'm doing a presentation or a lecture or a workshop it's going to put me in the right position to get into those teachers classrooms how do i keep that relationship going or how do i use that uh, that, that presenter centered approach to start relationships with other teachers um it, it's so important to always remember that you are a teacher and you are there to help them.
1: Right. And you're just finding really what works, right? So, and I think that's going to go kind of throughout, that's going to be our thread throughout all of these things is, is just finding what works with those teachers um, and what's best for them. So you're really just personalizing it to your staff.
0: So the first step here is to try to find your presenter-centered approach. I-, I think, Nick, that's probably one of the easier ones here on the list because as a tech coach, we're chosen or we're selected because maybe we are the ones that are out there at those ISTEs and ed camps And presenting is what we do and what we love, and that's how we got our foot into the interview
1: absolutely and i think it's just ingrained in all teachers you know even if you have been teaching for you know 20 years it's just this is something you've been comfortable doing and now it's about moving the needle maybe to to the next approach or next style
0: So we have the presenter-centered approach, which is really one person on many. And so let's go from one person on many to maybe one-on-one, and that is the hands-on guided approach. And I guess this could be a group thing too, but talk to us a little bit about the hands-on approach when you actually get a chance to work with that
1: teacher on their needs at their time, at, uh, at their pace. Yeah. I, you know, I like this one because I like, I, I find myself doing this a lot, you know, and I think I'm going to kind of just preface here that I do a lot of these. Um, this is one that I just fall back on a lot. Um, and I notice teachers like as well is it's like you said, you know, this is great in one-to-one, this is great in one-to-group, um, one-to-many, if we're going to do this kind of in more of a, a bigger setting, but It's great because it's, you know, let me model for you. Let me show you how to do something. I'm not just going to sit and talk to you, but maybe I'm going to open up a window and I'm going to walk you through in a guided tutorial on how to do something. So, you know, I find it as, you know, uh, show, don't tell that whole idea. I'm not going to sit and explain and talk to you about it. But as I go through and do it, you're going to be doing it too. So we're both going to have this kind of live session going on.
0: Now, you, sometimes you never know what you're going to get. Like tech, I, I, he, here's what I'm going to give you today. This is the words of wisdom from Jeff. Tech coaching is like a box of chocolates, Nick. <laughs> really? H- has this ever happened to you? You plan for a presentation. You've got all your slides. You've got, you got screenshots of everything. You are ready to, to be the tech coach, and two people show up and you realize it's not the time to be sitting there with two people and a 30-page slide deck of everything, you now have to demonstrate. Ever have that happen to you? Or have you ever had a, a chance where you had you to know, like quickly make a left turn from, oh, I don't – or even the opposite, right? Like I, I was sure. expecting a small group, but now I've got 30. I can't do a live demo because you know you're right. going to get all the questions. How do, you, right. how, do you, how do you find your voice when you're switching back and forth between that presenter-style, hands-on
1: style? Uh you know I, I definitely the first one that you said was definitely comes up a lot is you know you have this slide deck ready to go you have this uh to you know I don't want to say tutorial but maybe these this how to sheet and you're going to go through it or whatever it is that you're using to kind of get the information out there and then like you said you'll know, you get a you get a smaller group and then next thing you know you end up doing some type of hands-on guided approach and or you ask your teachers and then they end up wanting to see these things and this is where i love coming up with that though and using this hands-on approach is with definitely with smaller groups i think start getting into mass or one to like fact entire faculty it like you said it gets a little sticky it's harder to do because people want to be able to click and drag and ask questions as you go along um but it's also you know the idea of of kind of showing as these things come up and when you come up with these errors and things like that and things not working i i always find that as a live um it's that you know finding the teacher time it's that teachable moment you know oh here's an issue but you know what as a coach you explain it this may happen to you in your classroom this is how i'm going to overcome it and here's what we can do to kind of figure out the answer
0: You know, one of the things about having that hands-on one-to-one or one-to-very-small group, it's okay to show off when mistakes happen, right? If if you're presenting at ISTE, if you're presenting at your your faculty meeting, right, you don't want to be in a situation where something goes wrong with the technology and now everyone's looking at you. (laughs) Absolutely. We've all been there, but if I'm going to ever do a faculty meeting, I have screenshots ready to go for everything, right? I I always want to be prepared. But if I'm going to be working with Nick one-to-one to show him something it's okay to have yourself be put into a situation where things might not work or maybe you don't know where that button is right away because that's going to show number 1 we're all human number 2 it's okay to not know everything right cuz i always go back to what you know our, our friend sam patterson said it's okay to go up to that teacher and say hey how do i make a copy of something how do i find the water fountain how you know put them in a position of helping you And that's going to allow them to be put into a position where you get a chance to help them. So there's always that give or take when it comes to the hands-on learning approach. So we've gone from big things as a presenter, smaller things as hands-on, and we're really looking at that shoving information down somebody, right? (laughs) right? Here's what I have to say. You need to learn it. Here we are. I feel that's completely different then our third thing on the list which is being a facilitator or a coach. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think that, you know, as we start to move across and this is why I said I think I think this is kind of moving across a spectrum and some of these things are a little bit trickier especially for teachers. I mean, if we look at this just in tech coaching, yeah, these are great styles, but this is not too different than what teachers are doing in the classroom and why so many teachers fall back on lecturing and more of a guided approach because those just become more ingrained. Now when we start to move into the facilitator and the coach, I think what I like about this is this is putting the onus more now on the teacher. Yes. And again, I think so many of these things work well together. Like I love the facilitator and coach approach as a way to start your workshop. Like I always find time when I say at the beginning before I, I try a tool, you know, Hey, for example, we're going to check out Google Keep. And maybe my teachers don't have too much, too many experiences with Google Keep. I might start off with that facilitator or coach approach and say, here are 10 minutes. Check out Google Keep. I want you to try to create a note or two. I want you to share it with your partner next to you. We're going to reconvene in 10 minutes. Go right from the gate because that's a great way to let them. It's teacher discovery. It's that inquiry learning, that self-promotion and all that stuff that starts to happen.
0: Sometimes I feel I get into a bind with these two things. So, for instance, if Nick comes up and says, hey, uh, what is Google Keep? Can you show it to me? You know, I might have a Google Keep presentation or a website or a playlist. I might attack Nick with my presentation. Mm-hmm. And and that's not necessarily the right thing to do. You know, my, if Nick comes up to me and says, hey, I know you, you, know, you know a lot about Google Keep. What is it? I might need to start with that um, that coach approach of, hey, where did you hear about it? What do you want to do with it? What are you right. doing in your classroom? Rather than, you know, let me grab my website, my presentation board, and Google Keep is a wonderful, you know, <laughs> go into the spiel. Um, I can pull from it. I can give it to them tomorrow in an email as a reference. I can share it with them. But if it's a coach approach, I always say it's about the students. Why are you asking about this? What do you want? Maybe you're asking because you've never heard of this app or somebody mentioned it. Or maybe you're asking because you saw my presentation and you're looking for more information. But when we're looking at that facilitator and coach, Nick, it really is about what do you want your students to do?
1: Absolutely. And I I think you kind of nailed it with this one is – you you want to figure out what, what they want to do, but you kind of have to know more about them, right? Like the coaching thing is going to require more one-to-one, more kind of constant going back and checking and making sure and managing that everything's okay. So now you're more of a personal level with them. So getting to know their specific teaching styles, their specific needs, what they want to happen but the type of students they work with in their classroom and then your coaching is now going to be based on that. And what I like about this, I also like this as an extension, right? Like we talk about ourselves as tech coaches, You know, if you're working in a workshop, that's one thing and you're doing kind of, you know, presenter and hands on and facilitation. But maybe this coaching approach then extends itself beyond your workshop. And now it becomes, let me come in and actually, again, hey, now that you've learned about this tool, let me work with you on trying to now implement the tool in your classroom. Oh, you checked out Canva. Let's get your students using it. And I'll be there to help, again, facilitate and coach along the way.
0: You are listening to episode 26 of the Ask the Tech Coach podcast. You can find all the information over at askthetechcoach.com, where every Monday morning we share great tips and tricks on how to become a fantastic technology coach in your school district. And Nick, when you were talking a little bit about the Tech Coach tip, you were mentioning something about feedback. Now before we get to the next half and those last three uh, parts of our program today, I want to just take a quick break and and talk a little bit about feedback. Is it important to get feedback, Nick, and if so, from who?
1: Yeah, I think it it definitely is important to get feedback. And, um, you know, I think it's from a multitude of different people, different people at different levels. I love getting feedback from my teachers. What did you think about the workshop? What did you, you know, uh, what didn't stick? What would you have liked to spend more time on? How would you have rather you uh, us spend our time. So I, I definitely love feedback from the teachers. Um,
0: and how, and what, what, what is that? Is that a Google form? Is that a conversation afterwards? Is it a conversation of both? Do you hang out in the bathrooms and just see what's writing on the walls <laughs> about you? Like what, what does feedback mean? And should you take every piece
1: of feedback to heart? No, I definitely don't take every piece of feedback to heart. And, and it's always tough, you know, even when you're looking at surveys and you, you maybe you have teachers ranking you on some type of Google form or your workshop, you know, you're going to get highs, you're going to get lows. So, uh, you know, figure out where that middle ground is. I, I like giving out a survey or something, you know, quick. But again, I don't like overdoing it. I don't like a survey every single time. So sometimes it's just that quick conversation as a teacher's walking out of the workshop or the next day, if you know a teacher was at your workshop, that gives you an opportunity to also swing by their classroom doors. And so yeah, I, yeah.
0: We, we, we can, of course, and, and I think we will be uh, in the next couple of weeks, you're doing an entire episode on how to take feedback because... It's yeah. important, right? It's important to get it from the people in front of you. It's important to get the people you know, who are a little bit higher on the food chain than you. And it's also important for you guys to remember while we're out there. And, and really, this does come down to finding your tech coach voice because you can't be timid about stuff here. The feedback you get is isolated to the moments that they're in front of you. Nobody lives the life of a tech coach while you're dealing with multiple buildings, multiple levels, multiple ideas of how things should work. Somebody comes to you and says, you should really do Google Keep this way. And do you listen to them or do you not listen to them? The feedback that you get, you really just have to kind of put into a
1: big, huge mixer and and take it as you need to and do it. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, you take it to heart and then... You, nothing's ever going to come out of it. Right. I'll tell you what, Jeff. Like if I ever took all the feedback that I gathered from students, and if I always just said, "Oh man, well that student had a terrible experience," or you know, hated my class or hated me as a teacher, then nothing would have ever changed. And I think that that's the thing that that even tech coaches and and people in our position need to understand that you're not going to get a hundred percent. Not every teacher is always going to be on board, but mm-hmm. neither is every student in your class. So. If the bulk are gaining something from it, if you're seeing a difference, then then it's that's the win. That's the change that you need to, to kind of venture off and say, you know what? I, I enjoy and I appreciate what I'm doing and I'm going to take this and kind of run with it so
0: let's recap what we've talked about so far here you know we're talking about six ways that we can find our tech coach teaching style the first way we mentioned was that presenter-centered approach of being that sage on a stage we talked about the hands-on guiding approach of working one-to-one or one in a small group we talked about being a facilitator and really not focusing on what your agenda is but focusing on what that teacher wants to learn to help out their students. Nick, what is the fourth uh, way that we can find our tech coaching voice?
1: Yeah. So this one is uh, the collaborative approach. And I think this is more of like, I like this for discussion and and times to kind of uh, the tech coach as a learner. So putting yourself there, I always found this as, um, you know, if I'm working with students and I gave them an opportunity to work on genius hour, the teacher gets to work on Genius Hour and use it as a way to model. So I always like it as I'm learning too. So we're gonna learn and we're gonna brainstorm together. So maybe it's something as simple as in this session, we're gonna learn about something, but we're gonna brainstorm and plan and lesson plan, things like that together with me and spend our time doing some more creation stuff. What, what are your thoughts? So I think that, cause to me, this can go a couple different ways, but I always think of collaborative as we have to be doing it together. And that includes me as the tech coach taking part.
0: I, I find this is the hardest one. Because yeah. many times, and you know, what, what does collaboration mean? Does that mean you and I, as a teacher, are going to be doing it together? Does that mean I, as a presenter, I'm leaving space in the workshop for teachers to work together? Um, do I set the expectations, or am I simply the follower of the teachers' ideas, and I should let them be the leader of the of the discussion here? Um, and then of course it's always how do you how do you nudge but not nudge? I think we've all been in situations yeah. where you leave time to think, pair, and share, and all you're doing is texting and, and checking email and then 45 minutes goes by and they say, Well, you didn't give us any more time.
1: Right. And I, I, I'll tell you what, Jeff, I think all of the points that you made are are valid. I think they're all good examples of of how you can utilize this approach within some of the other approaches. So You know, I love the idea. One thing I've always done is I like calling them jam sessions, but I run a workshop, you know, maybe I break it up into these different areas. And when a jam session comes up, that's teacher collaborative approach. So I actually fall into more of the facilitator role myself, but then the teachers are collaborating and working together and I pose them with the task. And then I tell us, I tell them, you know, let's reconvene in 15 minutes, but here's your task. Here's your challenge. And you need to do this. Um, but again, I would love the opportunity for myself to jump in.
0: So you're saying it's a jam session because you'd <laughs> like your teachers to preserve the work that they're doing.
1: There you go, absolutely. Did,
0: did, did you get that one? Did, did, that one did, <laughs>
1: did. Did,
0: did that come through okay on the podcast? <laughs> Let us know what you think about our bad jokes. the Askthetechcoach.com, email us over at feedback at teachercast.net. Now, Nick, we've got two more here. Uh, the next one here, number five, is that blended or hybrid approach. Uh, what What is that? What, what do you mean by it, the blended or hybrid approach?
1: You know, I, and so I was trying to think of this and, and, and I don't mean this just as blended learning. Cause I think once you look at this, you say, okay, it's blended learning. So it's tech and non-tech integrated in the same workshop together. I guess that would work, but that wasn't what I was thinking. I was thinking the blended approach is let's just pull the best of all of these teaching and, and coaching styles. So Jeff, you were saying it before. What if I build in time for collaboration? And I said it that sometimes I do that and then I fall into a facilitator role. But then maybe when we come back, we do some guided hands-on thing together. So uh, to me, blended and hybrid is let's take all of these approaches that we've just talked about, mash them all together and find moments within the workshop or PD session where they're all going to fit. So it's really just a distillation of all the various, uh, you know, PD models and coaching models.
0: So this could really be called what to do when you're leading a presentation and somebody walks in to give an observation for you, right? Because you know that no matter what you're doing at that moment, they're going to write down, Oh, you should have been collaborating. Oh, you should have been doing (laughs) one-to-one. Oh, you should have been demonstrating. Oh, your slides stink. You got to have all of those (laughs) things at the tip of, and so that way you can kind of, I hate saying it in an observation sense, defend yourself um, for all the different ways that you are a um, helpful person in, the, in society, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, but guess what? I mean, I, I think when you look at that blended approach, it is giving you that opportunity. So if I said that I was gonna, and I would say that's probably where I would fit myself as the most because I'm, I'm, I believe there are moments for um, lecturing and direct instruction. I think there are just times when you have to do it. So- You know, I usually will hit all of these points during one of my workshops. So it's that. And then, like you said, you know, it gives you that opportunity then to kind of tailor on the go. And as teachers come up with ideas, you go, hey, you know what? All right, let's branch out and let's do a breakout or collaborative session. Um, Or let let me show you something real quick. And now you are in some guided hands-on session, something like that.
0: Taking a look at this from the presenter point of view, creating a hands-on point of view, becoming a great coach and a facilitator, working in skills like blended learning, collaborative learning. These are all things that I think it's safe to say, Nick, they don't come easily or they don't come easily for many people. Maybe you do have a strength. Maybe you've got a few strengths, but finding your voice, it's not as we said in our tech tip, it's not one of those things that you find in your first year, or it's very rare, right? Maybe you realize that one building works well a certain way, and one building works well a different way. And again, as we said in our tech tip, the only way you can do this is by learning, learning from your mistakes, and and and, and figuring out where you're going throughout the year, um, You know, it's not easy, right? It's not easy to to, to put these things together, to have a great way. The only way you can really do this, I think, is to have those plan Bs. You know, Nick, I I Mm -hmm. recently did a couple presentations where things just didn't work well. But I had a I had a backup right. Like when I walked into the presentation, I already had three tabs opened up. Where if tab A didn't work, tab B was gonna go, and if tab B didn't work, I had another slide deck that had all screenshots. That way, I, it was it was gonna you know it was gonna work no matter what was going on. Because ultimately, we are the ones that are responsible for moving that district forward. We're responsible for being that go-between, again, between the administrator and the principal, or the the admin and the teachers, the teachers and the admin. The last thing on our list here, Nick, is finding your voice. It is the hardest, hardest thing to do because what is your voice? Is your voice the district? Is your voice the principal? Is your voice the ed tech company that you find on social media that wants – the teachers to use their apps in a certain way is your voice you is it the student saying i want to be taught this way and it's your job to get the, the the teachers to give here what advice do you have for somebody who's out there saying look i'm i'm swimming upstream here i i'm doing all of this work but i can't figure out how to find my own voice in all of the voices that i need to be
1: I think for me, it's, it's, you know, and like, this is such a hard one, but to me, it's pulling it back. And I think you've got to pull it back and you got to get back to step one. And I think what's really, really important is, you know, you're in this role or got selected to be in this role, whatever it is, because of you and your personality. So for me, it's don't lose you don't lose your personality, make sure that that's that people can hear you in the workshop, or know that that that's 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 Nick style. That's that's who Nick is. I, I you know, that your personable personality kind of comes out, and that's that to me would be step number one. Number two, though, is so many hats, right? And I think your voice then becomes a culmination of all of them. So, you know, connecting district goals to. Building specific building needs or principal wants, and still being an advocate for teachers and for students. I think all of those things, and your voice is is sort of like what Jeff we talked about. I think on our our last uh, podcast was, um, you know, being that leading, giving the direction when the when the district needs direction.
0: A, a word about those hats. We 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 keep talking a lot, Nick, about the the ever changing hats that we have sure do you find that you how, how do i put this one do you spin your hat around so that it becomes a different hat or do you actually take off the one hat stick it in the backpack and then put on a different hat
1: <laughs> i think that i i think that i spin it around i don't think i'm ever taking it off i don't want you know i don't want to be working with teachers and them say okay this is my teaching hat and then when i'm talking to you know a director or a principal or an administrator and take that off and be like okay well here's my liaison hat or my you know more administrative role but don't look at me as ever being a teacher i think it's important for them to still remember that i have that classroom experience i have that connection to teachers so still remember that i'm prof- i'm a professional in that sense as well and and i also don't want teachers to forget that i don't have a connection to Administration, And that's why I think sort of that liaison role between the two, I, I, they have to view that. And I feel like taking it off, you, you forget the one. So that's just me. I, to me, it's, it's more about rotating them <laughs> than it is taking them off.
0: We want to know what you guys think out there. We are so fortunate that every week we have people out on our Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach reaching out to us, asking us questions about our current episodes, our previous episodes, and that is why next week we are going to be presenting to you our November Tech Coach Roundtable. Uh, that's going to be dropping on November 26, and uh, we've been having some good times with these roundtables. Essentially, all the topics that we speak about during the month of November, we're going to be bringing back, and we're going to be asking you guys what you think about it. We've got some great uh, tech coaches coming up for our November 26th show. But if you're out there and you're saying, well, you know what? I like what's going on here. I'd love to be on the December roundtable. Please let us know. We're probably going to be recording that one around the first, uh, around the Monday before the holidays generally is what we do there. And then we drop it the last week of the month. So check that out. Uh, November 23rd, we're going to be doing our tech coach roundtable featuring uh, you guys, members of our audience that are tech coaches discussing these very topics here. And to start off the month of December, we've got a new topic, how to prepare for multi-hour presentations or workshops. And uh, Nick, tell everybody, why are we doing that as a presentation topic?
1: Uh, we're doing it because you know these are the workshops that generally come up at this time. But also for us, we have that coming up, and I think that's where it came out was we are prepping for an ISTE workshop and uh, FETC stuff and NJEC, the conference that we have a two and a half hour.
0: We're doing a two and a half hour workshop on how to make an ed tech plan. We're doing Absolutely. a lot of great stuff here. And and of course, as the, as, the, as we're recording this right now, we don't know what we're doing at ISTE. Uh, of <laughs> course we hope we're doing stuff at ISTE, but uh, we, we did uh, apply to ISTE both as a, a podcasting workshop and as a tech coaching workshop. So check that out, Nick. I don't know when ISTE puts out their stuff. Um, but uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks here, we'll learn a little bit about our fate. We are looking forward to hosting a major tech coach network uh, uh, brigade uh, when ISTE comes to our backyard in Philadelphia really? this coming uh, June, I believe it is. So there's a lot of great stuff happening here over on the Teacher Cast Tech Coaches Network. Uh, Nick, what is going on in your world and how can people get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, so just finishing up and, uh, you know, been doing a lot with gamified PD stuff and, uh, you know, working on monthly challenges. So you can reach out to me uh, on Twitter at NAMRLEDU or you can check out my blog, which I am uh, haven't updated recently, Jeff, but I'm finishing up a post that I've been working on for the longest time about STEM, STEAM, and STREAM. So I hope that some people enjoy that post. STREAM. STREAM, yeah, let's add... <laughs> Wait a minute, did you get rugby in there somewhere? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? so uh, too funny are we, but uh, are we are we doing rowing or something <laughs> no no jeff these are the changes that happen to stem wait a minute i know i know every year. Is, is it
0: riverboat gambling
1: <laughs> no, no well that might be next who knows
0: <laughs> by, by, by the way guys it's it's already 11 o'clock at night so we're getting a little <laughs> loopy here um of course you can check out all the great stuff here on the teacher cast educational network we just did a great show over at isti i think we had already spoken about that today so check out some of the amazing st- 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 up over here on teachercast.net all of our shows by the way i will tell you are now up on youtube if you go to teachercast.net youtube we have a fantastic uh, playlist of all of these shows here in video form and we're going to be doing a lot more video as we go our freebie for the week is our google drawings technology self-assessment we've been giving it away now for the last couple weeks on our show notes and uh, we're looking to change that up a little bit but we just don't know what we're doing and and how to and uh, how to put the next thing together here so if you guys have a uh, a freebie in mind that you'd like us to create for you guys, or something that's bothering you or bugging you about ed tech coaching that you say, hmm. How can something help me out? Let us know, we're looking for some great things to be making up for you guys in the year 2019. We of course wanna say thank you guys for checking it out. And don't forget next week, we have our Tech Coach Roundtable dropping on November 26th. And we of course, we wanna say thank you guys to everybody out there. On behalf of everybody on the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. Reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.